0: The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hello, friend. Thank you for joining us today on Grace in Focus from the Grace Evangelical Society. Today, a question and answer about James chapter 2, verse 14. This is a verse that is one of the verses we teach about a lot. It is important. Are we talking about saving faith here, or is it some other kind of special faith? What is the book of James talking about? Well, Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates will be along in just a minute to explain James 2.14. And right before that, I want to make sure that you are invited to the Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference 2023. The dates are May the 22nd through the 25th. And here's Bob Wilkin with a description of that annual conference.
1: Over the years I've been to lots of conferences, conferences for Bible scholars, for churches, for various parachurch ministries. And one of the things i found, there's a wide variety of teaching and much of that teaching is not real sound biblically. And I come away going, I didn't really hear that many messages That challenge my thinking on the Word of God. That's one of the things I like about the Grace Evangelical Society Conference is it's Bible-centered.
0: Thank you so much, Bob Wilkin, and friend, you are invited to come. Find the details on our website and get registered. Our website, faithalone.org. Now, here are Bob and Ken with today's discussion.
1: Ken, I have a question here from Jack, and it's a very good question. It Involves my convoluted writing.
2: (laughs) Okay, well then, if there's
1: any problem,
2: we can blame it on you, and I'm not a part of this. (laughs)
1: Exactly. But here's what the question is. Hi there, I recently read an article by Bob Wilkin about the contradiction Bob finds about such faith, or that faith, in James 2.14. And he's attached the quote and wants me to explain it. I wrote in the blog, the fact that James 2.14 is referring to some special kind of faith which is not saving is not only unsupported by the grammar, but is absolutely contradicted by verse 17. So why don't you read James 2.14 and James 2.17? James 2.14, what does it profit my
2: brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith
1: save him? Yeah, but now you're reading from the New King James? Yes. Yes. The New American Standard and New International Version and the Holman Christian Standard Version all say, can that faith save him or can such faith save him?
2: And it's because of the Greek article that's there.
1: Right. Now, the first time that pistis occurs in this verse, there's no definite article. What does it profit, my brothers, if someone says he has faith? Right. The second time it has the definite article. Mm -hmm. So it can be referring back to the faith he's talking about.
2: What is it called? The article of Previous prior, reference. Previous yeah. reference, yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Or you could say it's a demonstrative use of the article. Anyway, I go on to say in the blog—oh, you didn't read verse 17. Go ahead and read that, too.
2: Verse 17 says, Thus also faith, by itself, if it does not have works, is dead.
1: Now, again, faith in verse 17 has the definite article. mm mm-hmm. But now the NIV, the New American Standard, the Holman Christian Standard, the Net Bible, none of those say in verse 17, can that faith? They just say faith. But since it also has the definite article, you would think you would put it that way. And the word pistis has the article all the way through James 2:14 to and, 26. For, and, and
2: for the listeners, pistis is, is a Greek word for faith. faith
1: yeah. Right. So I go on to say in the blog, if verse 14 means, can that kind of faith save him? then verse 17 would mean thus also that kind of faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead, which is not what they want to say. They want to say, no, faith without works is dead. They don't want to say that kind of faith. They want to say true saving faith has works, and it's a different kind of faith. But verse 17, wouldn't, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense.
2: It's another example of translators allowing their theology To come through. What the translators are wanting to say is that there's more than one kind of faith. There's a faith that doesn't really, if it doesn't produce works, then it's not faith.
1: Yeah. But now let me suggest, John Niemela has made a suggestion regarding verse 14 that I think is helpful. And I read, I just taught a class on soteriology and Paul Miles wrote a paper in which he talked about James 2.14 and followed up on what John Niemela had been saying. Niemel argues, and I think he's correct, that when he says in verse 14, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith? Nehemiah argues that's not faith in Christ for everlasting life. That's something he believes. Maybe it's believing that it's more blessed to give than to receive, for example. And so what Niemel says is, if someone says he believes something, but he doesn't apply it, he doesn't have works associated with that belief— then that can't save him from God's discipline. Mm -hmm. But the salvation here is not salvation from hell. The salvation here is from judgment in this life called temporal judgment. And by the way, that fits James 1.21, James 4.12, James 5.15, James 5.20. The other four uses of sozo in James all refer to some judgment in this life.
2: In the context here, James is going to talk about seeing a brother or sister in need. I may believe that, hey, I need to, I'm blessed if I help this brother or sister in need. That's right. I believe that. You know, I've heard And that. I'm cursed if I don't. Right. But I don't do anything but, about
1: it. And that's James 2, 15 and 16. If right. you see a brother or sister in need and you say, hey, be filled and be warm, you say a good thing. I'm praying for you, bro.
2: Right. Because I believe that that is what I should do, what the
1: Lord Said, But if I don't give them what's needed for the body, what does it profit? And right. by the way, the words, what does it profit, begin verse 14 and end verse 16. In Greek, it's the same three words, right. "ti ta, aphelos. Mm. What good is it? What use is it? What does it profit? The point is, if I believe it's more blessed to give than receive, that's just one example. And I don't give then I don't benefit them, nor do I benefit myself, because God's going to judge me. Even though I believe it, right. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. let me tell you how Paul Miles wants to translate this a little bit differently. And I think this is an interesting suggestion, which might influence the way I write my blog. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has a belief, he changes pistis from faith to belief, And since there's no definite article, he translates a belief, which suggests we're not talking now about saving faith, but a belief in something, right? Because
2: as believers, we believe many different things. We believe in the rapture, we believe in the second coming, we believe.
1: Well, right, but a lot of them (laughs) would be things we believe that have commands associated with it. For example, let's say I believe that I'm to love my wife as Christ loves the church, Ephesians chapter five. And I believe that would be good for her and good for me and good for the whole family. But I don't do it. What does that profit me and what does that profit her and what does that profit the kids? Answer, it's a non-profit religion. And that's true of anything. If I believe that it's a good thing for me to share my faith with other people based on a whole lot of Scripture, and I don't do it, how does that profit my brother, my sister, my cousin, my aunt? Or you. It doesn't. Or let's just say someone says, well, I really hope I get to go to heaven when I die. I'm trying hard to be good enough. If we don't walk through that door, that's a pretty (laughs) wide door,
2: right? The, The Spirit's opened that door for you,
1: right? I can't tell you how many times Sharon has talked to people. My Sharon just loves to talk to people, and they've said things like that. And she goes, what? You're kidding, right? That's crazy. We can't somehow be good enough to go to heaven. We're all sinners, The only way we can go to heaven is by faith in Christ. You can't talk that way. (laughs) And she just leaves it with that. She doesn't go on and go on to a lot of things. Now, if the people want to talk more, she's fine to do it, and she'll, you know, quote some scripture. But, yeah, when the doors open like that, we need to take advantage of it. But now, coming back to the text, he wants to translate it. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone has a belief but does not have works? Can that belief save him? So he's okay with translating it that, but he's tying the that back to the belief. And then he's also okay with verse 17 saying that belief. Thus also that belief by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Of course, I think that's a little bit limited because clearly in verse 17, James is being broader. He's saying any belief, if it does not have works, is dead. So in answer to Jack's question, I'm probably a little bit confusing here. All I'm trying to say is, if you think this is talking about salvation from hell, then the passage doesn't make any sense.
2: And that's the most important thing here. People think, well, James is saying if you don't have works, then you're going to go to hell. And that's clearly not what James is talking about. But let's
1: say that is what James is talking about. So how do they apply that? What does that mean in, in a person's daily living? If I
2: believe that, then I'm always looking at my works to see if I'm saved. And am I doing enough works? And how do I know if I'm doing enough works? I don't know.
1: With the example in 15 and 16, wouldn't that make you think that if you ever failed to meet the need of a brother or sister, then you just proved you're not saved? For sure, you couldn't have assurance of your eternal destiny. If James 2 is saying, unless you apply your faith in Christ, Throughout the course of your life, you're not going to be saved. You would go through life going, you know what? I haven't persevered yet. And so until I persevere, I'm not really saved or what a lot of people say now, have you ever heard them talk about final salvation? Final salvation, you'll find out on that day. And but not and, only and, you find out, you win it. Right. And and yeah, you earn it.
2: And earn. and and the other thing is, well how many good works, how many of these works do I got to do? Grudem
1: says some <laughs>
2: some, well, that's nice.
1: Well, how much is some? Right. Verdum doesn't want to say because there's no verse that tells it. But what this means is you can't possibly be sure of your eternal destiny until you die. And, you know, when he said some,
2: people will read that and say, how cute is that? That's not cute. That's evasive. Yeah, yesterday we had a question of a guy talking about how he lost assurance because he heard this stuff. That's exactly where this leads. And he talked about how destructive that was. Okay, yeah, we can laugh at that. How many good works do you have to have? Some. Well, that's not very comforting to me at all. No.
1: Well, not only that. It's not cute. You can't believe John 3.16 and believe this version of James 2 at the same time. You're going to have to reject John 3:16 and what you're going to have to say is John 3:16 doesn't mean what it sounds like. Great question, Jack, and I'll probably have to write a new blog explaining this better, but keep, keep grace in focus.
0: Bob Wilkins' great book The 10 Most Misunderstood Words in the Bible is available half price right now in the GES bookstore faithalone.org Go there and use the code word MISUNDERSTOOD for 50% off through March the 31st, 2023 Our goal at the Grace Evangelical Society is to teach Scripture clearly and without confusion One of the best tools for that clarity we believe is our website It's faithalone.org That's faithalone.org On our site we have all kinds of materials that are designed to help you mature and grow in your faith and your understanding of Scripture Please come visit us at faithalone.org That's faithalone.org You'll be glad you did God loves a cheerful giver and that's why we think our financial partners are some of the happiest people in the world if you would like to learn how to become a financial partner with Grace and Focus, we would very much appreciate it. Learn more at faithalone.org. It's really exciting to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a question, comment, or feedback, I hope you'll reach out to us. Best way to do that is through email. Here is our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And on the next episode of Grace in Focus, the Grace Evangelical Society does mission work in different parts of the world, and we're going to hear a missions report. So be with us next time on Grace in Focus. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep Grace in Focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.